Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministry, where everyone is a winner. Join us as Pastor Charles Buachi rightly divides the word of truth. All right, we're talking about holiness. We read Leviticus, was it last week or was it the week before? Oh, last week we did culture. The week before, we read Leviticus 11, verse 42. And it says, <laughs> Leviticus 11, 42 says, Whatever crawls on its belly, whatever goes out on all fours, or whatever has many feet among all creeping things that creep on the earth, these y- you shall not eat, for they are an abomination. Amen. Amen. So, be holy for I am holy. Amen. The Lord is holy and he expects us to be holy. Are you okay? Amen. Yeah. You good? All right. Praise the Lord. So, we're talking about holiness today and we want to encourage you that you will see what to do in order to be holy. Amen? Last, last, not last Sunday, the Sunday before when I was ministering about holiness, I said um, righteousness is God's responsibility. But holiness is our responsibility. Amen. And we want to, you know, and we want to show you, we want sh- you to see what to do in order to be holy. Because it's your responsibility to be holy. And, you know, the group, w- 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 one of the group were discussing about how, I think the, the one, the, the group over here were just talking about how um, righteousness, if I may use my words, Miriam, you were talking about that. Righteousness is the byproduct, um, no, f- the, um, um, holiness is the byproduct of righteousness. In other words, when you are righteous, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, and you earn righteousness, the fruit of righteousness eventually is holiness. Are you with me? You see, you cannot live a holy life if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Amen? So, how do we live this holy life? Because God said, be holy. You be holy. It's your responsibility to be holy. Because I am a, I'm a holy God. And you as my child, you must be holy. So the answer on us. The responsibility is on us. To walk in holiness. 
How do we do that? Is it, you know, is holiness do's and don'ts? Is it a lot of rules? Is it that thou shalt not? And thou shalt not? And thou shalt not? Is, is, is that holiness? No. But rather, holiness is a decision. It starts off with a choice. You know, it's our choice. We choose to be holy. Even though the, 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 the fruits of righteousness produce holiness, even though that, is, that fruit is there, you have to um, cultivate. You have to produce it. You have to make it happen. So it is our responsibility. When you make a decision that I'm going to walk with God, it is amazing how all of a sudden, no, you see, and this is where we Christians, we need to be witty. The Bible says, um, I, I, I am be wise as a serpent and be harmless as a dove. We Christians, we need to be witty in our approach. You don't need to tell somebody, don't do that, that's sin. Let me tell you, you won't get through. You will not get through to an individual telling them not to do this because of sin. You will never get through. I'm telling you the truth. They, and if they stopped, if they stopped today, they haven't, they, they, they are only appeasing you. The, the seed is there, it will rise up again. So, well, how do we do that then? How do we, listen, when the Holy Spirit convicts somebody, when the Holy Spirit speaks to somebody in their heart. See, this is a heart issue, not a physical issue. It is a heart issue. The decisions that we make, we make it in the spirit. Even though it is our physical mind, it's made in the realm of the spirit. And when that spirit is made, the things that, you know, we sing a song. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. It's a great day when I was born. See, when you got born again, all of a sudden, you had no desire to do the, those things that you used to do. So, you make a choice to live in a way that, just let's leave the young man alone. You know that we have this all the time. <laughs> He'll grow out of it, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just, I was just thinking about... Um, Michael, I was just thinking about Michael, Mike. 
I was just thinking about Michael. Now Michael is like, man, well tamed. This guy will run around like, eventually, I, sa I said to Brad Blessing, you, you, please be sitting here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we need to understand that when we take Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, we are equipped spiritually to overcome things that are not pleasing unto the Lord. Mark my word, we are equipped. That doesn't mean it happens automatically. We have to make a choice. We have to make a decision to be holy. Trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. And listen, when you are in disobedient to the word of God, you are one of the most miserable person on earth. When you are in disobedience to the word of God, you are very, very miserable. So you need to accept the word of God. You need to obey the word of God. And your righteousness is not a lot of do's and don'ts. But rather a decision that you make. And when you make that decision, what you're actually saying is, I don't want to sin. I don't. I don't want to sin. I don't want to do anything that will offend God. But how would you know what will offend God? How would you know what will offend God? You have to know his word. You have to know God's standard. That is why here we call ourselves living word. Without the word, there is no life. Without the word of God, there is no life. I think it's uh, John 6, 63. Thy word is... Can someone read for me John 6, 63? John 6, 63. This is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profit nothing. Thy words that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God is life. Amen. In fact, if we go to the beginning, what did God do? God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God spoke life in a situation. You see, when Jesus healed, 
Jesus speak the word of God, which is life. And that death situation came alive. What was the prophet? That's, God says, speak to the bones, the dry bones. Ezekiel. Speak to the dry bones. The word that you are speaking are life. To that dead bones. The word of God is what we measure our life with. Absolutely nothing else. And if we don't measure up our life with the word of God, we are in trouble. Mark it on the wall. And I want you to be hearing this in your spirit all the time. God is slow to anger. Praise the Lord. God is slow to anger, but he is also plentiful in mercy. And when God's mercy is working for us, we think God don't have anger. Praise the Lord. We need to understand that there is time for everything. There is also time for judgment. Cooper Bailey taught us in the Old Testament. He drew, he drew a circle, a big circle like that. Like this. And then... And, 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 and what Cooper Bailey was showing us... The, the Israelites, you know, they were with the Lord. Like from the top there, they were with the Lord. Then they sin, and then they fall out with the Lord. And then they will cry unto the Lord, and the Lord will answer them. And the God will send, a, you know, a, a judge or a prophet. And then they will get back in line. And it was like they sin, they fall out with God. They cry out to God. God sends a deliverer, and then they delivers them within a few times. They sin again, and it was a vicious circle. It goes round and round and round and round. But my point of saying that is this. God will judge them. God will forgive them, but God will also judge them. You say, well, that's the New Old Testament. Yeah. In the New Testament, we have God's grace. Amen? But God's grace does not mean that we do whatever we like. God's grace does not mean that there is no right and wrong. God's grace does not notify that thou shalt not sin. God's grace does not notify that you should look at what is wrong and do it. Praise the Lord. We're talking about how to be holy. 
Second Timothy two fifteen. Second Timothy two fifteen. Yep. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Amen. King James says, study to show yourself approved. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that do not, what? Need not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. If it, if it's, if it has to be rightly divided, then it can be wrongly divided. And it pains my heart so much that this same God some are abusing. Some are using the name of God in vain. Auntie Naomi sent me a, a clip yesterday about um Pastor Ayo or sorry, Fo, uh huh. That, that that's his name, but the thing is, the, the but the thing is, I I I was going to say something I didn't ask her, but she gave me. Did I ask you? Praise the Lord. Listen, listen. When, this is what you remember me of when I die. Shaming people. I, I, have, to, I have to be me, isn't it? Shaming. Praise the Lord. But this, this, this pastor in Marcellus uh, Church got up and he is it the one that called a two-year-old? It's two-year-old. No, that's not the one. But he called 90, he wanted 90 people to come forth and give $5,000 per person. And then when nobody was coming forth, he was panicking. Don't miss God. Don't miss God. This is God. But they said nobody got up. And I said, praise the Lord. People are wising up. People are wising up. <laughs> By all means, give to God. By all means, but not. Do you, do you know the, the scams that people are doing? The church is doing the same thing. Using the name of God. Deceiving. Oh, God have mercy. It kills my heart. What was I saying? A workman that need not be. You know, study to show yourself to prove. Thanks. Just checking. We need to study 
To show ourselves approved unto God. Rightly dividing the word of truth. If you don't, you know why we have confidence to sit when such thing is going on? Do you know why? Because people have studied the word and can say, this is fake. But if you have not studied, if you don't know the word, you think, listen, it's not everybody that say, my Lord, my Lord shall enter into the kingdom of God. I'm saying that to say, it's not everybody that say, I'm a prophet is a prophet. You can get a can, get a can, a tomato can, take the label off, put in, uh, you know, orange juice. And you put on the label, tomatoes. Will that be tomatoes in there? Just because it has the label? Just because somebody calls themselves prophet does not mean they are prophet. In fact, a true prophet never says he's a prophet. You know them by their fruits. You know them by their fruits. Study to show yourself approved. This is one of the ways that in order for you to, be, uh, to know how to be holy, in order for you to, to know what to do in order to be holy, you need to know the word of God. You need to know what God is saying. And it talks about being diligent to present yourself approved unto God. Psalm 119, verse 11. Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Amen. Amen. Thy word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart. That I may not sin against you. How to be holy. The standard is God's word. Study to show yourself approved. And another translation is be diligent. Be diligent. One of our words for this year is being diligent. Be diligent in your studies. So that you can show yourself approved unto God. And you see, we read the scripture, we don't... Listen, he's saying, stay diligent in your studies. Why are you studying? So that you can show yourself approved. Approved for what? Approve for the assignment that he is going to give you. Thy word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know why God gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments? If we, you know, you study it and you understand that. God never intended them 
or God knew that the Israelites will never be able to match up to the Ten Commandments. God knew that. But what will the Israelites, how would the Israelites measure God? How would they know God? Except they have a measure. Except they have a standard of what God, who God is. So God gave them the Ten Commandments to show them his standard. Do you, do you understand that? And they could never match up to God's standard. And that is why God gave them a way. If you do this, go and do that. If you, if you do this wrong, this is the, um, the sacrifice that you... Because why would God say to them, if you do wrong, go and sacrifice? Because God knew they couldn't possibly obey, um, I mean, meet up to that standard. God knew they would sin. And so he gave them a way. And even in the New Testament, even Jesus dying on the cross for us, he says that the Lord Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. What's he doing? Interceding for us. Interceding against the, 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 the enemy. Yes, on our behalf. But our, you see, you know, if, if we confess our sins in the New Testament, what is he? He is faithful and just to forgive it. Even in the New Testament, what I'm saying is, he still make a way for us. He still make a way for us. So, we need to embrace what God is saying to us. And the essence of the holiness that we are talking about is you set a standard. Be determined to walk right with God. Amen? Be determined to walk right with God. And then when you sleep, you get up, you dust yourself, First John 1, 9, and then you go on. But don't use First John 1, 9 as an excuse to sin. Does that make sense? Are you with me? So, without knowing the word of God, without knowing the word of God, we, do, we would not know what to do or we don't know what to do. We don't know what the standard of God is. If you are a believer and you don't have I don't want to say desire. I want to say you don't have a craving. You don't have a craving for the word of God. For me, I question your born again experience. Because you see, when you when you spiritually um, are born into the family of God, there's one thing 
that you need to do or you should desire, and that is to eat. When a child is born, the child must eat. Spiritually, when you are born into the family, you must, you, you must be hungry. Hungry for what? Hungry for the word of God. Hungry for the word of God. You must eat. No matter what level, there must be some sort of craving in you to want to know more about God. And you know more about God through his word. When I went to Mama Julie, I, I had a Bible at home, and I eventually digged it out. She was in hospital. Then I eventually started reading. So then I got myself a bag, a little bag. Yeah, my bag was about... Sir Josephine's bag, yeah. Those ones, no, those days, you just carry it. We didn't have the backpack. I bought one, and then I bought a notebook, and I bought a dictionary. When I started reading some of the words, I didn't understand, so I bought a dictionary. And I had my pen, my notebook, and I was not driving then. So... As I'm on the bus, I'm reading. You hear some people on the, on, 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 in the tube. Oh, you're reading the Bible. That's very good. I got so hungry with the word of God. Before I, by the time I went to Rhema, I had read the Bible through twice. Nobody telling me. You must be hung. You, you have to be. You have to be. You have to be. And I'm encouraging you. Church. Christianity is not wearing a cross. Christianity is not wearing a cross. I would say Christianity is not... Just showing up at church, although it's part of it. The Bible says we should uh, not forsake the assembly of the brethren. But just don't show up at church without the church being in you. The church should be in you. You take the church with you. The church is not a wall. The four walls. Not, no, the church is Christ. Jesus Christ is the church. And if G, should, Jesus should be living on the inside of you. And if Jesus is, in the ins, is on the inside of you, then holiness becomes the norm. Holiness becomes the norm. Listen, you ought to live a life. Listen, this, some of us have been called and some of us are going to places. 
But unless you get this right, you ain't going anywhere. And no matter how far you get, no matter how high you go, you come trembling down. I want to encourage you. Get the foundation right. Get the foundation set. That you are overcomer. Overcoming the world. Jesus said, I have overcome the world through the blood of the Lamb. Overcome the world. Overcome the world. Overcome the world with your actions. Refuse to compromise. Don't compromise. There is right and there is wrong. Even under grace. Even under grace, there is right and there is wrong. God is merciful and he's slow to anger, but he has a judgment day. Church, let us not be deceived. Let us not be deceived. Romans 12, and we are, I'm just running up. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Can, can I have the amplifier here, please? Romans 12, 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen. In, amen. We need to be transformed. I want to read the message. Do you have the message? Yeah, put a message on then. Amen. You go ahead. Yep. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Amen. Amen. Our daily life, our sleeping, our working, our going up and down, we put it together and present it to the Lord as a daily what? Offering. Unto him. In an, another way of saying it, saying it is this. Let everything that you do 
let it be approved of God. In other words, whatever that you're doing, make sure it's in line with the word of God. Go ahead, finish. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Amen. Oh, my days. Oh, my days. David is in America anyway. The one that says, oh, my days. Don't... You know, change your way of thinking. Don't conform to the culture of this world that you fit in naturally without even thinking. We're talking about living a life that is worthy of his name. We're talking about living a holy life. We're talking about living a holy life. And last week we were talking about culture. That's what the scripture is saying. That we become comfortable without even thinking. It becomes norm. But I pray God that you will take heed if, you, if you're studying, if you're doing studies, always try and, and read the message. The message Bible, always try and, and cross-reference with it. I want to encourage you. You see, Romans 12, it talks about renewing your mind. It talks about changing your, this is, the, you know, the most important to me, the most important scripture for a believer is for you to know this scripture and to do this scripture. Romans 12, uh, 12 1 and 2. Renewing the mindset. You see, by the time you get to 16 and 14, their mind are already set. The mind is already set, let alone those that are over 20s. And until you really embrace what God is saying, before you are able to tilt that thinking, to suit what God is saying. Now until we do that, until we are willing to do that, we cannot walk in holiness. This thing is more than just showing up at church. Oh. Please. Let us not be a hearer of the word and not a doer.
let us not be the hearers of the word. You know, like I said the other day, you can it's not, it's very, very easy to fool me. It's very, very, very easy to fool me. Show up at church, smile, pay your tithes, give a good offering. The pastor is very happy. Give me a call every now and then. Pastor is very happy. You, very easy to fool me. But listen, there is somebody that is greater than I will ever be. Who is the owner of this church? His name is Jesus. His father is God. You can't fool them. You can never fool them. They knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. They know the number of hairs that is on your hair. Your name is, is written in his power. He knows you very well and knows every secret of your heart. Please. What, what is painful is the time that you are wasting. That's the painful part. Let there be a new beginning with fresh anointing. New beginning with fresh anointing. James 1, and then we round up. James 1, 21 through 25. James 1, 21 through 25. Please, amen. So, bear with me. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Hold on. Thank you. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and what? Overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the engrafter. Listen, did, do you see that? It is, it is a, what do you call it? Um, it's steps that you go through. You cannot receive the engrafted word of God over filthiness and wickedness. Lay them aside. Lay them aside. And that is why we confess our sins. And then we embrace Jesus. When we confess our sins and we embrace Jesus, then Jesus gives us new revelation, new way of living. And then we Live by it. Go ahead. Amen. The word is the one that saves our soul, nothing else. The engrafted word of God that is able to save our soul. Amen. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself 
goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. Amen. You ain't got to pray about blessing. I don't know. I've never pray, prayed for God to bless me. I, I, I don't, I've never prayed that prayer. See, and this is the truth. I don't want, I don't need God's blessing because I'm already blessed. See, I have the blesser. Amen. I have the blesser. Because I have the blesser, I have all the blessings. That is why the Bible says, seek the kingdom of heaven first and his righteousness and all the blessings, all other things shall be added unto. Seek the kingdom. Because I have Jesus, I have everything that Jesus has. And I don't have to ask for it. I, I, I don't pray for myself. And that is the honest truth. I don't... I have Jesus. What I'm trying to say to you is, you seek Jesus. You cultivate the life of Jesus in your life. Make Jesus your best friend. Have that intimacy with Jesus. And if you have that intimacy with Jesus, you don't need a blessing. You have the blesser. Yeah. You don't, you, you see, you have, you have, what did I say? You don't need the blessing because you have the blesser. When you have the blesser, you have the blessing. So let us have, you see, you see the, some of these people, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. You are going to be blessed this year in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are going to be blessed. Hallelujah. You are going to be blessed. You are not going to be blessed over sin. Let us change. Whilst we can. Whilst there is room for us. Whilst we can. Let us change. So that we do not disqualify ourselves. From the goodness of God. From the blessings of God. Don't be hard in hearing. Don't. You see, the one, the, uh, James, he says, the one that looks in a mirror and sees himself and walks away and forgets what he had just seen. A person is what? You can't help the person. But the one that looks at himself and sees himself and corrects himself, that person will be blessed. 
that person will be blessed. Let's not look at the law of liberty and walk away as if we haven't seen anything. It takes Nathaniel sometimes, when he has the time, it takes him half an hour to do his hair, just brushing his hair. At least 20 minutes anyway. But ladies, look in the mirror and you see this side of your head needs attention and you just walk away and forget it? Of course not. You will keep, you will keep him waiting in the car until you've got your hair fixed. Praise the Lord. So, my message to you today how do you walk in holiness? You walk in holiness, first of all, it is the word of God that is going to show you how to be holy. If you're not hungry for God, there is something wrong with your born again experience. You must be hungry. And to be hungry for God is to be hungry for his word. Let us look at God's word. Not just look, because by just looking and not applying it is unblessed. Let's look at the word of God. Let's apply the word of God. Let's cause that change. Your life will be better off in the long run. Don't fight God. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.